You having a good time? Yes. Hey, we hope you're having a good time today. We're here chilling at Fat Sal's, celebrating that um, that me, Aaron Linneman, got an apartment. Uh, so I signed moved in. I moved in. I moved into an apartment. And uh, that's our intro for Hopes This Works. This is the Fat Sal special. This is a Fat Sal special. Welcome to the Fat Sal special of Hope This Works. I'm Aaron Linneman. And I'm Jake Devarian. And we're just, you know... Sitting in a parking lot. Sitting in, in a parking lot. I'm the only one eating, so I just <laughs> feel like a total slob right now, but it's okay. It's okay. I promised myself that that uh, if if I got an apartment, if I moved in, I'd go to Fat Sal's. Fat Sal's on Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a great sandwich place. They got crazy creative sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, if you're drunk, perfect place to go. Um, I'd say it's probably the perfect like drunk food probably yeah lots of carbs lots of carbs yeah uh big celebration uh yeah moved in some of my stuff today uh, and in the process locked myself out of my car (laughs) i had a call i had a i was carrying up all my stuff um and i kept going back and forth making trips and i was pretty good about about uh like making sure i locked my car and that uh, that I don't forget my keys in the car because I have a history of locking my keys in my car. And now, were you parking on the street? Or no, I was. We we have I have a parking spot in the apartment complex, and uh, I so. But it's still like you want you all you know if you have valuables and you want to lock your car anyways, and um, be, safe, yeah. be safe. Better safe than sorry, and. I was, I was pretty good with it, uh, but I was getting a little impatient because I was making a lot of trips. And my second to last trip, I was carrying a bunch of stuff and I forgot I left my keys in the car and I literally came back down for my last thing and I noticed that my keys were sitting in the chair, in the seat, staring right at me through the car window. So I had to call AAA. <laughs> oh my gosh. They came fast though. They're fast, yeah. They came in like 20 minutes. And this is the second time I've locked my keys in my car in the last two weeks. Literally two weeks ago on tomorrow. Because I went to, we'll talk about, we're going to go into this topic. I drove down two weeks ago to see Tenet. And on my way back, when I'm filling up for gas, I lock my keys and my phone in the in the car wow well as i'm filling up so luckily the gas station attendants were really nice they like chilling and talking with me i found this uh, empty lotto ticket uh just sitting there uh it was like scratched out but the scanner wasn't scratched and i was like whatever i'll scan it one three dollars oh wow i was like thinking maybe i locked myself out for a reason i'm the type of person like I don't buy scratching tickets, but if I win, like, if I win a couple dollars, then I'll just use it for another scratch it. So what I did is I bought a $3 scratch it, and then I won $5. I was really? like, I really thought, like, maybe I'm going to win a lot of money. And uh, it turns out, though, on the $5 ticket, uh, nothing. So so I, I really just 
was stuck there for no reason. Sta <laughs> hanging out at a gas station in Valencia for like an hour, just talking to the uh, gas station attendant. Uh, so good, good times, but uh, turned out to be not uh, as fruitful as you'd wish. Yeah, not as fruitful. And um, we hope this podcast will be. I mean, you guys are going to receive it all at once, but it's been kind of a gap since our last episode. A lot's been going on. Yeah, we, I, I'm done with my secret show, uh, which I guess I could reveal now since they can't hold yeah. anything over me, which is, I mean, I won't go too deep into it this time, but we'll talk about it later. But it was uh, the U.S. version of Love Island on CBS. Ooh. And uh, it was quite the trip, and I'll go into all the nasty details soon enough. Yeah, it's if you're listening back to back, um, I think last time we talked, you were still working on the show. I was. I was still sitting in uh, the the desert of Las Vegas, um, but obviously in an air conditioned room. Which uh, in my new apartment, I'm lacking very much. I, I am. It was 102 today, and it definitely showed in my apartment. Really, that's, that's for sure. It's yeah. 102 today. Yeah, it was. It's cooling in the Central Valley. I'm shocked. Because we had one of the hottest summers ever in the Central Valley, according to the locals. And it gets hot. Yeah. And, uh, no, yeah, it's just been a little... We've been gone for, like, two and a half weeks, I think. Doing, doing like, apartment searching and moving into apartments. Mm -hmm. We just took a little break. But we're back, even though you don't even notice. And this is a little special 30-minute episode that we just wanted to do because we are meeting in real life, so why not? Yeah, this is our first... Yeah, we're together, if you can't tell. <laughs> um, this is the first time we've seen each other in person. We're sitting in my, my van right now uh, at the, the Fat South parking lot. I still got half a sandwich, and I'm going to finish it during the episode while Jake talks, so... <laughs> uh, um, I guess I'll go first with my tenant thoughts. Yeah, yeah, do it. Uh, well, my question is, um, before I take my next bite, <laughs> is uh, did you see it in IMAX? I did. I saw it in IMAX twice. Okay, okay. And, and I saw it both in Regal and AMC. Okay. And there are some notable differences with that viewing experience. Um, not in like, not in like major ways to the movie itself, but just like the experience itself, I guess. Okay. Um, basically, the excuse my <laughs> unwrapping of the sandwich. <laughs> the first time I saw it, I was with a bunch of uh, old friends from college, and uh, we saw it down in the Spectrum at the Regal, and um, saw it in IMAX. That screen there is really great. It's massive, um, and I had a really good time watching it. Like I'm a huge Nolan fan, even though it's not cool to like Nolan anymore for a I lot know. of people. Was the aspect ratio, was it a 1.43? Was it square? Yep. It was? Yeah. So it was better than the AMC? Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing I was going to get into as far as like... I might go tomorrow. <laughs> the Regal uh, viewing experience was way better than the AMC 30 in orange. That, Shit. Uh, that I think I I'm have. going tomorrow. Well, you should. It was, it was worth it. It was worth it? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, it, it'll be a step up. And plus... The other notable, notable difference uh, between AMC and Regal is that AMC plays a Travis Scott music video before the movie. Mm. Did that happen to you? No. Uh, no, 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 no. They added it this weekend. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because I, I was with my friend. Uh, I saw the, the AMC viewing was my second viewing, which was earlier this week. And I saw it with my roommate, and he, um, 
he and I were just like sitting there watching and uh, all of a sudden Travis Scott blows up on an IMAX size screen even though that one's a little smaller than the Regal but he was there and just like you know singing and dancing with this other girl I forget her name is um, but yeah and then after the music video ended because you know it's like a full-on five-minute thing uh, some old guy in the crowd was like what the hell is this shit <laughs> he was so mad and he like uh, was like start the movie and then everyone's like kind of laughing but also kind of like okay dude we get it <laughs> jeez and then uh boy do they not well two interesting things happened with the audio it was super loud for this one like it was shaking the floor in some segments uh for the amc viewing but you know the notorious thing of tenant not being well mixed for dialogue i kind of had an interesting uh perception of that sort of notion i basically learned that it isn't that it's mixed badly it's just when you first watch it you were so like you were moving so fast with that movie that movie's taking you from place to place to place constantly and yeah. shoving you know science down your throat not in a bad way but like you know it's like a lot to process that you I, I realized that I just couldn't understand what they were saying because I was trying to keep up with whatever they were talking about earlier. And so it's like this weird mental thing because in the second viewing, I was able to hear them way more clearly. And that's probably also with the fact that I know what they're saying at mm-hmm. that point. But I missed a lot of dialogue the first viewing. and But the second one kind of, you know, cleared up a lot of different things for me and it kind of made me realize... Well, it made me uh, thankful because I was like, okay, to era... Nolan actually does know what he's doing still and he has like reasons for everything which is cool I I'm so mad at myself well I the IMAX was broken at the spectrum by the time I got my ticket oh really was it a full house at Regal mm, it wasn't full it was actually a little less full than AMC and AMC was probably like it was almost half full like that one was pretty full really yeah which, yeah I'm definitely I'm probably going to check it out again tomorrow. I personally... The second viewing is way better in my experience. Yeah, I my experience, I, I enjoyed it. I know I enjoyed it. And it, it's kind of a cop-out answer. Like, I know I enjoyed it just because of the, how I was feeling in the moment and, like, yeah. how I was thinking about it. But it is fun. I, it's, it's a, a fun, fun movie. movie. It's definitely not his best in my... I think... Yeah. Um, but... I think it's most closely related to uh, Inception um, as far as, like, the scale and, like, the subject matter and the way thing, like, the science is portrayed. And it obviously, I don't think it does things nearly as cleanly as um, Inception does. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, like, you know, in my opinion, Inception is a very exceptional movie. Like, it it does everything almost perfectly. There's some jump cuts that kind of, there, yeah, threw me a little, off. A little I, jarring. A little jarring, and um, I I did not understand like twenty percent of the dialogue. I was lost the whole movie, pretty much. Like, like I had no. I was just like piecing it together as much as I could visually. Like, there's a there's a phone call towards the end between the villain and and another character, and I did not pick up one word he said. Like, really, <laughs> I was like, what What is he saying? <laughs> I had like On the second viewing you'll get it. I was able to pick up like certain elements just like watching so many movies like there's definitely like some allusions to things and like 
Like, there's certain moments, bef- maybe 10 to 15 minutes before it happened, where it's like, oh, okay. It was, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. I see what they're doing. Like, yeah. uh, but uh, I enjoyed it. I did. And I did. I, I'm excited to see the Travis Scott music video in IMAX. It was actually kind of. I, I, Nolan like, wrote him a letter. <laughs> and he posted it on Twitter. It was like. <laughs> Something about sheep. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. That's it. That's in the video. And, like, um, there's tons of sheep in the video. And, like, there were... I don't... For me, with rap music videos, like, obviously, there is a lot of cliches with them. And a lot of people just like doing the same thing over and over. This one, like... I wouldn't say it took risks, but it actually tried to put a little more thought into... It was shot on IMAX film, too. Oh, makes sense. It looks like it. Yeah. Um, but it was it actually you know made it more enticing to watch instead of just like just for the rapper so, it, was, it was its own thing so Tenet's Pixar short was yeah Travis Scott music it video. was was it after the trailers yeah it like okay. like after a bunch of trailers which like you know I love I personally love watching trailers when I see movies but the thing is it's funny because like you know the pandemic's going on like there's no surefire for any yeah. of these films I. I used to love watching trailers, but then I got a movie pass <laughs> and they will show the same oh, yeah. trailers in the same order for pretty much all their movies, depending on the age range. And, um, I just, I still like it when I, I have still, movie pass. I, I have the AMC stubs too. I just like try to, since there's reserved seats, I try to come like five minutes before the movie. Now I'm that person, but it's because like, I know that the movie starts 20 minutes later than the actual time because the trailers start. So let's say a movie starts at 8 o'clock. The movie's not going to start till 8.20 because trailers are... There's 20 minutes of trailers, but... Yeah. Um, well, the for the Regal, the they did not show very many trailers. They only showed, like, two or three. So it, it was actually kind of like a 10-minute thing. So... Because I, like, I was, like, getting snacks 10 minutes... Like, I just got my stuff 10 minutes after, like, the showtime started. Mm-hmm. And then I came in, like, literally right before it was about to, like, start. And that, I'm just excited to hear that it's the square aspect ratio. No, yeah. At Regal, it is so much, like, such a better, uh, like, technical experience. That's good. Because uh, I was waiting until AMC City Walk opened, because that's the 70 millimeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actual film projector that's the act. actually heard nolan likes to go to that theater to like screen his movies like re- like to go over dailies and stuff if he's shooting on the warner brothers lot oh really so uh i always try to go see the imax 70 millimeter movies there but because of covid and everything it's closed down same with uh san francisco's finally opening up but I'm I'm already like moved down here, so I, it would be too long of a drive to go to San Francisco. You uh, before it was like an hour, a couple hours away, but uh, now it's like five hours, so it's not worth it. And if we're a little distracted, that's because there are helicopters, <laughs> uh, police helicopters, police helicopters flying it's, around our area. It's got and, its uh, spotlight shining down like two blocks away from us. Yeah, and uh, uh, there we just saw a bunch of cop cars. So uh, if we, uh, if you hear like us go, ah! yeah, 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 <laughs> something's ducking, happening. We're ducking and cover. we're dodging bullets. Um, uh, speaking of dodging bullets, <laughs> catching bullets, catching bullets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, technically, that movie was 
awesome. Yeah. Like, my friend, he, uh, my roommate that I saw with, he's, like, one of the best people to watch that movie with because he actually is really interested and really knowledgeable about the concept of, like, negative entropy and, like, um, the science that they actually use. Like, they just, you know, they don't actually use the real science. They just base it off of that science. Mm -hmm. But he, he, like, had a whole presentation at school earlier this year about the same science. So it was actually really interesting to hear his input on everything. And I was, like, um, super... Sorry, there's, like, cop crossing. Yeah. But I was, like, super um, interested, like, after... And we, like, had a whole conversation that I can't even retell because I don't know that much about it. But it's, like... um, like we both agreed that the coolest thing about Nolan is that he he likes to push his audiences to the absolute ends of the envelope as far as like um treating them as smart as possible instead of like you know cuz like movies you know people expect them to just be emotional like all about emotion and relationships and like characters and stuff yeah. like that but Nolan, <laughs> he's able to actually... Um, oh, they're going the opposite way yeah, with their they, lights flashing. They're chasing him down, uh, whoever it is. Um, <laughs> no, it's just some guy doing something. Hollywood. Yeah, we, it's, not as, <laughs> it's not as nice as they make it seem in not the media. Very, not very glamorous, guys. Not, not very glamorous. Uh, For some reason... And then we have some racers. Yeah, like, uh, it's uh, we. It's happening here. It's been it's been escalating ever since we saw that group of bikers, and we're not talking about like motorcycles. Yeah, we're, ta- we're, talking we're talking about, about bicyclists, yeah, roadies, if you will. And they they were just like cruising on. It's freaking nine forty five, or it was nine forty five when they cruised on by, and we're like, why are they, why are they cruising at nine forty five in like full le- leotards and all that? Um, so. Uh, going off of emotion and stuff, how did you feel like he, so I've noticed, and I've heard this too, I can't take credit of this analysis, but I feel like his later films haven't really been, his characters haven't had a lot of emotional depth. Do you feel like they, seeing it a second time, added more? It did. I was actually really, um, pleasantly surprised with that fact, because I was like, obviously like you probably have felt it too like this movie when you first see it you don't feel for the characters at all you're just more yeah. along for the ride um it's not like it's it's definitely like that feeling of you're not actually being those characters it's more of like you are with those characters and things are yeah. happening yeah and like that's a very different feeling you know those are two polar opposite feelings basically because like you know empathy um, can be just like putting yourself in that situation or putting yourself yeah. in that person. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of spoiler talk. So if you haven't seen Tenet, uh, skip ahead maybe like two minutes. <laughs> do you think, okay, we'll give you like five seconds to like skip ahead. One, two, two three, three, four, five. So do you think Robert Pattinson is uh, Elizabeth Debicki's son? No. You don't think so? I never had that thought cross. You never had mind. that? That's I've had that thought cross, and apparently that's a big theory that since he's from the future... I can kind of see that. And that in, like, one of the final shots is her with her son, and there's a lot of... There's a lot of... Uh, 
theories going on that he might be the son of Elizabeth to Becky. I can see that as a possibility, but honestly, like for me, uh, that doesn't really, I, that doesn't, that kind of takes away from Robert's character in my opinion. Really? Because like, I, I like the idea of Robert being just this guy who um, is in it for, not for personal selfish reasons of like, you know, protecting his mother in the past. It would be, um, mm -hmm. it would be, you know, just him being like, I believe in what the protagonist slash John, John David Washington believes in, and mm -hmm. he wants to help save the world, and just this guy who's willing to do that, because obviously, by the end of the movie, uh, or at the end of his life in the movie, his last moments is him getting shot by the henchman. Yeah. Uh... If you're if you're still listening, we're still doing a little bit more spoiler talk, maybe. Yeah. I not really. I think my biggest nitpick with the film was the lighting in one of the final shots when. Oh really? Uh, when they're still at the mission and Robert Pattinson's d describing stuff to him, they actually use this shot in a lot of promotional stuff, where he's like in the desert yeah. and he's standing there. Uh, What's wrong with it? I I've always thought it felt a little off, but uh, I went with. Cortland who who does a lot of DPing and he was telling me why it looks so cheap is they I think they like keyed it like poorly to where it's too too uh, hot of a, a key and it just doesn't blend into the surroundings as well mm. um, it's when he's like kind of realizing everything uh, when Robert Pattinson's walking away to the helicopter yeah yeah uh, it kind of stands out to me. That's probably one of my biggest nitpicks. Uh, and then uh, I'm upset that I didn't get the Travis Scott music video and <laughs> my fir first viewing. What the heck? Uh, no, it was it was a good time. Uh, I went to good the time. Orange Thirty. The Sachi Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you go to the Orange Thirty AMC? Yep. AMC yeah. Thirty Orange. I. Yeah, that's the one I went to, and uh, I, me, me and Cortland swore on our lives that Kanye West was in front of us for a second, but then he turned. Around. I like swear, like we, uh, Cortland, like Cortland thought too. Like we both are like laughing because there's just there's a same with another Christopher Nolan film. I was in Portland waiting for not 70 millimeter IMAX, but just 70 millimeter showing in general at the historic Hollywood theater. Mm -hmm. uh, Portland, Oregon, and for a second, Madison and I swore on our lives that Jonah Hill was standing right in front of us. <laughs> Guy looks so much like Jonah Hill. Was he big or small? He was. Well, Jonah Hill's not really that big anymore, so well, he fluctuates. He fluctuates. He was in more small, okay. but still, like you could tell, like he wasn't like super super skinny, but skinnier, skinnier, and I like I. I don't get that like a lot but like yeah my heart definitely was like dropped for a second I'm like is that Jonah Hill standing right in front of me that's funny I you know what's sad though is that I learned that there's like not that many 70 millimeter projectors uh, screens in America anymore yeah like they're shutting them all down like Spectrum used to have one and they took it out yeah it's like a digital thing now it's just a big digital thing and I learned that there's a freaking 70 millimeter projector in Anchorage, Alaska. Like, that's one of the last ones. Yeah. Like, in all places of the world, Alaska has a 70 mil. Uh, IMAX Metreon in San Francisco has one. 
um, AMC CityWalk has one for the 70 millimeter IMAX, mm. uh, and uh, it's like no other. I actually saw the Tenet Prologue. Uh, I it, we could talk about this another time. I I saw. I solely went to go see Rise of Skywalker <laughs> another time so that I could see the Tenet Prologue in 70 millimeter IMAX, and it was insane. Uh, I don't hate Rise of Skywalker. There's a lot of issues. I, I just it. watch it to turn off my brain and consume Star Wars. That's fine. I think that's admirable. Uh, it's not as bad as uh, Attack of the Clones for me. I love Attack no, I, are you kidding me? I love Attack of the Clones. Annie! <laughs> my heart! <laughs> Wait, no, that's, that's the third the one. Third one. Wait, I, I prefer the prequels to all of the sequels. No, no, no. Force Awakens. I like Force, Force Awakens. Force Awakens can suck my ass. That's really? what I say. I like Force Awakens. I think Last Jedi is a great film. I don't think it's a great Star Wars film. Uh, that's fair. I think... We could get into Star Wars another time, but you're telling me like, like Anakin, like, like Padme still loving Anakin after he's like, I killed them, I killed them all, the women and the children. Yeah, yeah. I love that guy. Uh, dude, it's just like it for me. It isn't especially. I think honestly, the biggest thing that I hate about the sequels is that there was no plan. No, it's just that it's all carbon copies of the originals. Like, they just... The first one is. The first one. Yeah, the first one is, but then the second one is, like, trying to do new things, which would have been cool if they stuck with it. But the third one just completely nullifies it all for me. My biggest issue with that is there is no plan, and... I freaking love The Mandalorian, though. Star- the future of Star Wars is TV. The- we didn't get to talk about it. We could do it for five. We have five minutes left. Yeah, yeah. Quick thoughts on the Mando Season 2 trailer. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? I I, I, I don't think I actually finished The Mandalorian. I think I have two episodes to watch. Still. Really? Oh, man. Well, Jake has to watch I'm The Life. i fan. It's... Mandalorian is, I think, so, really good because... Um, because I'm gonna block the car doors. Uh, because <laughs> there's a lot going on outside right now. You should not sit in Fat Sal's very long. Yeah, uh, we got a lot of ambulances. We have a uh, we have some sketchy people outside our car right now. Uh, but we're safe. We're safe. Uh, the, I think the reason why Mandalorian's so good is because Dave Filoni and, uh, what's his name? Uh, John Favreau, mm. they didn't try to make a Star Wars show. They, they tried to do what inspired Star Wars, which was the samurai films of the past. I think that's why it makes for such a good show is they, they weren't just trying to like hone in on nostalgia. They were trying to... Right, I, I, that's what I enjoy the most about it. I, I think for me, like the the thing that kind of made me like kind of draw off at the, at the end was just like I like every episode that happened I feel like it's just very small things happen which the, the, see you didn't watch the last two episodes though 
You didn't watch the like, they. I, I guess I didn't. Yeah. So I I enjoyed it a little bit that they're doing like these mini serial adventures, and there's like a small through line. But the the I mean the, it's been out for a year. The through the I'm not gonna spoil it, but the the through line really happens in the last two episodes, like yeah. overall. And uh, one thing I'm gonna say is season two technically looks incredible like they've been using that ilm they were like the first to use the ilm uh virtual reality stagecraft now the the new thor movie a lot of big budget movies are starting to use that and the technology has already improved so much since the first season to the second like some of these shots in the the second season trailer you can tell just look like almost to the movies where there's some areas in the first season where you're like oh this is definitely tv but the ilm stuff is definitely improved so i am we got 31 days until till mando season or 30 days it's almost october 1st what are you doing for halloween buddy (laughs) i'm gonna be in texas i'm gonna be in texas i'm gonna be in texas and i don't know what i'm gonna dress up as because I haven't talked to my lady about what costumes we're gonna wear. Uh, yeah, that's the hard thing of like I love dressing up, but also like can't do much. <laughs> can't do much these days. Uh, I, I. So last year, did you go to the the apartment little little shindig uh, for a little bit? Which one? Uh, uh, Katie's. Katie's for this Halloween. is really inside baseball yeah, right now. <laughs> for Halloween? Yeah. No, no, I didn't. I see. We got, we got. I can't remember what happened. We had to do something, and then it took us forever to like get our costumes on. And when we showed up, party was already over. <laughs> and it was, what, it was like eight thirty. It was like something happened. It was like nine ten or oh. something. But that, I, I went to state school. Those those shindigs were like nothing. It was just a bunch of acting majors getting drunk and like <laughs> talking about other acting majors. <laughs> <laughs> and me and the one other film person, shout out to Bennett, would just hang in the corner and just chat about movies. Oh man! Things. Anytime you say Bennett, I think of um, my person on Love Island because his name oh. is Bennett now, or not? It's not now. It always was, but. We'll get into Love Island later, but the Love point, it's just a funny thing because like, I was so close to fame, I guess, because he did get on the show and he did yeah. pretty well. People liked him, but uh, he didn't win. He got kicked off because he couldn't find. Is that him. why you left? No, I left because he got on the show. Oh, you didn't have to do much anymore. Yeah. See, I thought I thought you still had to be on the show, and I thought like you got on, like you were like he got on. And I didn't know that meant that you uh, left. And then I saw you leaving the airport yesterday, and I was thinking, like, you. And I was like, did he get kicked off in like one day? Because <laughs> you left for the airport the next day. I thought you were like hanging out with him, like after. No, that no, was he, funny. He he just got back like yesterday from like um, the the show. Did he find love? He kind of did. That's good. Uh, he, but obviously, like the show kicked him off before things could really heat up they didn't like kick him off they like you know, does he love himself him. yeah he's, he's actually a pretty stable guy positivity note of the day uh we'll go into that love yourself it's important to love yourself because it's hard to love other people if you don't love yourself that's true that's 
if you can't hear it, but Jake's nodding his head in True. agreement. Uh, just to end this episode, we're yeah. going to start. I'm, I have an assignment for Jake. I'm going to put him on the spot because I do want him oh, to yeah, watch. I forgot about my script. Oh, we'll do that next time. Wait, what is my... No, what is my... Uh, it was... Uh, it was paste. No, it was uh, Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> um, okay. I'm putting Jake on the spot. He's got to watch in first two first two episodes of Detroiters. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the show Detroiters. We're gonna see if he. <laughs> I showed him some clips. He chuckled, but but I personally, if you need a comedy show, like some, one of the best, personally, I think uh, it's Tim Robinson, Sam Richardson. Uh, critically, like it sits at like a ninety-four. Uh, small little show on Comedy Central that ran for two years, Detroiters. Uh, please watch it. I want a season three. I want to start campaigning for a season three somehow. We got to get season three, man. Uh, it's a great show. It's 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 good. It's good. Listen to my recommendation. Take my <laughs> word for it. Take my word for it. And for music recommendation, I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, Caroline Polachek. With uh, I'll talk more in depth about her. I've been really getting on to uh, her music lately. Uh, listen to So Hot, You're Hurting My Feelings. That is a banger. Uh, for me, I what, did I what have I done? I literally have just like played GTA this week. That was my entertainment. Oh, oh I saw Gemini Man, and it is uh, kind of an, a relic now. It's already an artifact of... A time in Hollywood before COVID, like right before COVID, you know? Yeah, I saw that in theaters. I oh, saw, really? it, saw it in the high frame rate. Wait, really? Oh yeah. my gosh, wait. Okay, so I'll save that. We'll talk about that on a full episode. Yeah. Because I want to, I have so many thoughts and it's such a funny movie. It's a good, it's, it's not a, it's a good time to watch, I think. <laughs> I had a good time. It doesn't mean it's a good movie, uh, but I saw it in IMAX 3D high frame rate. You went yeah. all the way. I went all the way at uh, Puente Hills, which for the longest time I did not know was the mall in Back to the Future. I kind of wish I saw it in theaters after watching it just because I wanted to experience a 120 frame movie. Mm -hmm. That's pretty insane. It was, it, was, it was cool. And again, I didn't know for this, the longest time that I was parking in the same parking lot where they shot Back to the Future. Puente Hills. That mall. That is where they shot Back to the Future. And I was nonchalantly going to that theater for months. And then, you want to know what happened? I saw Back to the Future this summer. And I'm like, that mall looks familiar. <laughs> my my dumb ass was like, I looks like a familiar JCPenney's. <laughs> Turns out I was parking there for, for like a year straight. Whoa. So that's funny because it was the only IMAX with recliner seats in the area. So <laughs> it's and a great, great. You love your recliners. I love my recliner seats. It's a good time to chill. Actually, the last the last movie I was planning on seeing before COVID was at that theater. I bought tickets to a Quiet Place Part Two. Oh, I want to see that movie so bad, and I'm so jealous of the people who went to the early screenings. Wow, that was like yeah, that was a movie right, right before COVID. Yeah. Frick, dude. 
Well, well, that's our episode. Yeah, thank you all. For I think joining. I see David Spade parking over oh. near us, so we're gonna Wait, David, say do you hi. Wanna, do you want to get on the? <laughs> we're gonna say hi to David Spade. Okay, yeah, he doesn't have enough time for. Episode. Doesn't have, oh, you could. You already talked to him. Oh, I. I he's, oh, he's sick. He's sign language to me. Oh, he's sign. ASL. ASL. Yeah, but. All right. We'll get him next time, guys. We're gonna have some fat <laughs> sals with him. Yeah, fat sals, uh, and and uh, it's gonna be a good time. All right, have a good one. <laughs> <laughs>